The word of God is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. The message you're about to hear is from RCCG Kings Embassy, Younger Adults and Youth Church. Be blessed as you listen. The direction the Lord gave us for the month for this edition was fullness or is fullness. And the text he gave us is Psalm 23 verse 5. Psalm 23 verse 5. One of our ministers still referred to it. Can we have it on the screen? So that we can all read it together as pastors, prophets, and kings. Can we read it together? One, two, go. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anointed my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Other translation says, my cup overflows and so on and so forth. You see, you never really understand the meaning of fullness if you don't understand what scarcity is all about. Either scarcity or emptiness. Sometimes the best way to define a positive thing is to just look for the opposite in the negative side. It helps you to know the makeup of that thing that you are trying to understand. And to further explain scarcity, I'm going to tell us a true life story. Growing up, we, we had a well. I, don't, I can't remember if I've shared this story before, but we had a well just in front of my house. For me, I don't understand that well because that well didn't have water. Even during rainy season, it was a struggle. I remember, I think I was about seven, eight then. It was a struggle during rainy season. The worst of it was dry season. And so because of the problem with the water, we always had to go to our neighbor's house to get water. We'll carry kegs. My sisters will carry the big bowls. And we tried to get as much water as possible. Because we didn't always want to go back every now and then. We wanted to always have enough. And I realized that as small as my keg was, because that was my keg, I would make sure that it was full. Even though that small that we pour out is not what I would use for anything, but that water must pour until everything is then we will now cover, I'll carry my two five liter keg, I think six, seven, I still remember and I'll carry my thing and keep it at oh, <laughs> this is my own water, so that was how it was, for at least that I can remember, two, three years, it was a struggle during rainy season it was a struggle during dry season more struggle during dry season We couldn't help ourselves. And of course, we couldn't even help other people because we ourselves were lacking water. Until one day, two outside men were passing by. And my dad just saw them holding this, I think it's called digger. And he called them. I remember, we were just at the veranda. And he called them and said, I think somebody referred them. I think that was what happened. I can't really remember that part. But I know they came inside. And he said, 
we need to do something about this well. And they said, oh, simple. We are going to empty this well and we are going to dig. And I remember the Aousa man using a word. He said, by the time we are done with this well, he said it in Yoruba, he said, Omiya yo yala yala. That's what he said. It means water will come out, yala yala. Yala yala is <laughs> ha ya ya. There will no longer be dryness. So he said, well, let's try <laughs> This Aousa guys. So I remember I still remember the way they were removing their clothes and they were entering into that water or into the well. And they were digging and digging and digging and digging. I really don't know the magic that they did, but I remember fully well at the end of that digging. They said close the well and leave it for a while. I think it was two, three, four, five days. And they left. And the next time we opened the well, <laughs> water had risen. And true to their words, <laughs> it's been many years that water has not gone dry. We that water was not enough for us now became someone that other neighbors struggling for water could come and fetch from us. You see, that helped me to understand what fullness meant. You see, fullness is not just being sufficient for yourself. It is to have capacity to accommodate others. And this is something that you must understand. That God does not really want you to help others from what you have but from your overflow you see that was what bro gabriel was saying at the end that many of us may not have caught you see if somebody needs 10 naira from me and i have 11 naira even if I give him 10 naira, do you know it will pain me? Maybe because I'm a nice person, I give him 10 naira. Do you know it will pain me? Because I might have planned on my 10 naira. But if I have 10 million and he needs 10 naira, will I even know I gave something? That's what fullness is. And that is what overflowing means. The reason why people struggle to give is because they are not full. Because when you have reached your fullness and you have reached the point of overflowing, there is a natural ability that comes upon you to release. Because you have more than enough for yourself. So what is the essence of these ones that are just dropping? Ecclesiastes chapter 11 verse 3 Ecclesiastes chapter 11 verse 3 says if the clouds are full with rain he said all of a sudden they will begin to do what? empty themselves upon the earth there's no need to pray about it <laughs> if the clouds are as full as they can be 
they will begin to empty themselves. John chapter 1 verse 16, John chapter 1 verse 16 says, For of his fullness we have all received. It's not just from himself. It was because he became full. And as he reached his fullness, all of a sudden, we began to receive. I'm praying for someone here today as we have prayed since 930 in the name above every other name. Because you are here tonight, in every area of your life, you are entering into your fullness. Ah, and I thought your amen would be louder than that. So, what it means is that I cannot be a blessing until I become full. I cannot influence my environment. I cannot be relevant beyond my circle until I reach a level of fullness. It's not just about desire. I must reach a point in which my capacity is full and naturally, I begin to dispense. That was the reason why Jesus Christ was walking and somebody could touch the M of his garment. The person really did not have to meet Jesus. The M of his garment was enough because he was full. Dispensing from what he was full of. Scripture says from the aprons, from the body of Paul came aprons and handkerchief. You don't need to meet Paul anymore. Paul is full. He can send apron. He can send so the way God created man is that when he brings you into fullness, people can begin to suck out of what he has deposited inside you. And that is why it is a tragedy if you don't reach fullness. Because the problem with you not reaching that fullness is that those who are assigned in destiny to be able to get out of you will not get it and they will die. They will die. There are people in your family, destiny has arranged it that you are supposed to be the one to rise and through your life they will suck potentials and suck things, ideas from you but because you never rose yourself they will just be waiting for the Messiah I always say it all the time Jesus, John asks Jesus are you the one or should we wait for somebody else because many times people are looking at you there are promises over your life there was celebration the day they gave back to you everybody thought that something is coming from this vessel and years have passed and they are silently asking are you the one they were talking about or should we wait for another person? Because if you don't enter your fullness, people will suffer for it. Imagine Adeboye never entered. Just imagine. Imagine that man, I've forgotten his name, I think it's William something, that wrote, that, that translated the Bible to, to English. William's um, Chindale or something. Yeah? Tindale. Imagine he never entered that fullness. See how many lives will suffer. And do you know some of us are suffering because people that were supposed to enter fullness didn't enter. So God arranged it that I can enter fullness and through my fullness, I begin to dispense. That's why 2 Corinthians chapter 1, 3 to 4, 2 Corinthians chapter 1, 3 to 4 says, 
Blessed be God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of all mercies, the God of all comfort, who has comforted us and encouraged us in every trouble that we may also comfort others with the same comfort we have received from him. So, I have received comfort. I have received strength. I have received stability. With that stability, I can now influence an environment. Not entering fullness is like a woman who never grew up. So, because she never grew up, she never could conceive a child. So, because she never grew up, she never could take care of whom. Because she never grew up to her fullness, she couldn't nurture, she couldn't protect, she couldn't be called the mother of generations. Nobody could rejoice at her sight because she never entered. That's why, more than anything, become desperate in your spirit. I must be all that God has created me to be. Nothing, nothing must stop me. If the price is prayer, I must pray. Whatever it will cost me to just be everything that he has commanded that I be in destiny, I must become. Because I don't want to take too much of time, let's just move. How do you judge your fullness? There are two important meters to judge fullness. Number one is the natural meter. There's a natural meter that helps you to know that there are inadequacies and there are deficiencies. Jesus Christ said it himself once. He said, ah, from the beginning, this was not so. This was not the original arrangement. So by natural things, you can begin to know that ah, I have not entered into what I'm supposed to enter. I've told us one of the prayers of my mother. God, give me teeth or give me meat when I still have teeth. I remember my grandmother's great-grandmother several years ago, maybe about five, six, seven years ago, before she died. She had lost her teeth by the time we went to Ocean State to see her. And after because she likes my mom very much. She called my mom and told my mom. She said, I want to die. So you people, pray for me to die. Of course, she had meat. But they had to grind the meat so that she can just eat it. So she called us. So my mom said, okay, don't worry. Let's call, <laughs> let's call somewhere to just pray for you. So we prayed for her. And by December, she died. That, that's, that's the most interesting prayer we have prayed in a while. God, take your God, kill your daughter, whatever the word may be. But thank God, God took, God took the woman home. Because all she said, all her friends have died. I want to die. There's nothing I'm doing. But the point I want to make is that she had lost her teeth and then there was not. If she had not eaten any meat early in life, what was the use of meat when there was no teeth? There are natural indicators that show you that you have not entered where you are supposed to be. Of course, the Bible says don't compare yourself, compare themselves with themselves. They are not wise. True. But let me tell you today, while you are not comparing, you should be challenged. When you see another man operating a dimension, 
he went to your same school. He did the same thing you did. There's nothing that was really special about him. And he's higher. Ah, be challenged. Is there something I am not doing? Is there something I have not entered? Those are natural meters. So, there are so many that I don't want to begin to mention. Is it academics? Is it marital? Is it... There are so many natural meters that by this time, even when you don't ask yourself questions, people will come and ask you. <laughs> you know, people didn't used to ask me before, but they started asking. Man of God, <laughs> where is she? And I've told them, don't worry. You know, I always tell people time. I've told don't worry, 2020. Many things will happen. I, I didn't make any promises, but by 2020, you will see many things happening. Or not before. Because God can God can interrupt. But just calm down. So natural meters are everywhere. That if you don't ask yourself questions, those meters will beep, pim, 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 pim. Where is it? So, when those natural meters show themselves, it should bring you to a point of consideration to ask questions. What is going on? But natural meter is not accurate alone. There is a spiritual meter. The spiritual meter is the meter that God used for Peter when he began to ask Peter, Peter, do you love me more than this thing? Peter appeared religious appeared active but according to spiritual meta that was not where he's supposed to be so there is also a spiritual meta that sometimes it will take god to open your eyes that you are not where you are supposed to be time god showed me something today before bro gabriel came up and he started to talk about container god showed me a picture of two buses and he showed me two people, conductors, a small bus, all those small Toyota Corolla cars, going to Lagos from Abuja, and then a luxurious bus. The small car, four people, he has taken off. But the luxurious bus, four people has also entered, but he can't take off. Do you know that's the case of many people? The way God created them in destiny, the capacity is large. And so a man with a small container has risen and is already appearing. But you cannot take off because your container is large. And you are seeing the same action. You are doing the same thing, but you are seeing him rise. But you don't understand that your own container needs serious work to fill you up. It's only a spiritual indicator that will show you that there is more work to be done. Because you will think you have done sufficient work comparing yourself with the next person. Ah, is it not the same trouble as we pray? Not knowing that his own was just a small car. Your own container requires 24 hours to take off and God won't take you off until you are filled. That's where the problem is. So your destiny is large. What he has called you to do is to shake a nation. He is only a city. But God is waiting on you. When will you be filled? When will you be filled? And this is what happens. Because he's doing his assignments well. God is expanding him. And expanding him. Soon he will meet you. And because you, you are going to give up. That's always what happens. You, you will give up because you are not seeing any results. 
So you need a spiritual meter to show you that you are not where you are supposed to be. It was that kind of spiritual meter that Daniel saw. When the word of the Lord says, or the king saw a writing and he saw Tekel. He says you have been weighed on the balances. Which balance? You have been weighed on the balances and we have found you wanting. You, you think you are king, but everyone has weighed you and there was nothing inside. So you need a spiritual meter. And once in a while, through a service like this, God will show you the meter. Several years ago, Lawrence Oyo started praying, praying aggressively, six hours, four hours, seven hours, six hours, four hours, you know. They, they knew the heart of prayer. There was a man of God then in Lagos. He organizes a program in December. It's called What Changes Congress. I know some of us, but because the message is being recorded, I don't want to mention names. But the theme of the message is always mission is possible. In that meeting, they pray 20 hours for three days. And then he sends them out. Young boys, and they go to school of the blind. They, they don't do school of the blind, mad men. That's how they'll be going. So that was their first encounter with that kind of long prayer. So when they came back from that experience, they started praying three hours, four hours, three hours, four hours. And one day, he slept. Despite being the vice president of a fellowship, despite being the anointed Lorenzo Mistral, he had a dream and saw his battery level. And somebody presented him with the battery level and said, you are 15%. Uh -uh. with this prayer that I've been praying I am 15% so he woke up with anger and then he went for fellowship and interestingly and that's why I said God will always have mercy on a man when he got there again the president of his fellowship because he was vice president was preaching on spiritual battery so while he was speaking on spiritual battery the man of God then began to share an experience that Benin had. That Benin saw also his battery and God asked him, how long does it take your phone to become full? He said, oh, within six hours. And then the Holy Spirit asked him, how long will it take the spirit of a man to be recharged? And Benin said, oh, I don't know. I can only, I will need to try it to find out. And so he started. So it took him two weeks for the spiritual man to be completely recharged. It takes two weeks. So that was what Benin tried anyway. So when he had that message, he decided to try the two weeks. Of course, you can't do two weeks like Benin. Benin was a full-time minister at that time. So he can't do that. So he said, let me be doing 12 hours daily. And that was what began his 12 hours for about 15, 20, 30 days. And after that, again, he slept and saw his battery level had risen to 50%. What am I trying to say? Sometimes it is the spiritual meter that will show you that you are not doing enough. Sometimes we must come to the place whereby God must show us to us. 
God must open our eyes and show us to us. And so for him, he received the mercy of God and God showed him his life. Anyways, after that, an experience happened. But let me cut that part. And he began to seek God even the more. And one of the things that now gave birth to what he has become was 90 days, 12 hours daily. Do you know the meaning of that? For 90 days, you are praying 12 hours every day. <laughs> Kai. But that was the life Oh, that was the demand that his life had. And if he doesn't meet that demand, the only thing he will sing as a song is, Come, let's praise the Lord. Come, let's praise the Lord. That's all. But now, when you hear his song, you know his song is not normal. <laughs> yeah, even, even as a song like that, don't let me be normal. I had allow my, his songs are not a normal song. He can't get those kind of songs doing his only fresh fire. That I used to lead praise and worship. It won't come. And this is how God will stand and be looking at him. And you know what? The pastor can't like him. But only a spiritual meter will tell you, no, but I've created you not to sing, but to release sound. There was no time in the things that he sings. I've never had it before. And he came out of sitting down, seeing a meter spiritually, telling him that there was more to be done. Let's move on quickly. So, how can I really enter into this fullness? By the time there is a revelation from the meter that, ah, right now I believe the Holy Spirit will begin to tell you certain areas of your life, oh, things are not the way it's supposed to be. Maybe I need improvement here. Maybe I need improvement there. What can I do to enter my fullness? Second Kings chapter 4 verse 1 to 7. And then we'll read it and then I'll pick one or two things there or three things and then I'll say what God is saying to us and we'll, we'll go on from there. So, Second Kings chapter 4, 1 to 7. It says, Now they cried a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophet unto Elisha saying, interestingly, I think we read this on Sunday. Thy servant, my husband, is dead. Ah, and even pastors spoke about <laughs> full housewife or full. I'm just remembering now. And thou knowest that thy servant did fear the Lord. And the creditor is come to take unto him my two sons to be born men. Verse 2. And Elisha said to her, What shall I do for thee? Tell me, what hast thou in the house? And she said, the hindman had not anything in the house, so I don't have anything. Save what? Oil. You know, you know this, as small as, and as, as insignificant as this thing is, that's how it felt to her. Even though she wanted to play down on oil, she herself, she knew the importance of the oil. I won't want to explain too much on what this means, but if you know, you will know. She said, I don't have anything, no but I have oil. 
It's not, it's just one pot. It's not that much. But I have something that has been rising within me. And people, have, they've been talking about this oil. I have something that has been working for some time. It's not yet there. They still need for more. But I have it. Be careful of the things that you sometimes play down on. Be careful. Some of those little things that you just play down. Because that's how she was doing. Then he said, using that thing again, he said, go borrow the vessels abroad. Of all thy neighbors, empty vessels, borrow not a few. Verse 4. And when thou art coming, thou shalt shut the door upon thee and upon thy sons. And shall pour out into all those vessels. It's from that same oil that she thought was not going to be enough. But there was a man. Okay, don't let me rush. And thou shalt pour out into all those vessels and thou shalt set aside that which is what? Take note, God will not set you aside. I mentioned it earlier, until you are full. You won't be set aside for special use until fullness comes. Which one should you set aside? The one that is full. There are many among, there are many like them. There are some that have been set aside, full men. Until they are full, that's when he sets them aside. That's why you see that the men that sometimes stand, especially in ministry, but I always try not to speak alone in ministry. Because I know not every one of us wants to be pastor or pastor's wife. Or maybe everybody here, because prayer, when people start coming for prayer, they may have call of God specially for their life. But really not everybody wants to be pastor or pastor's wife. There are other areas that God can use you mightily. But yet, God won't set you aside to be Lord in that area until you are full. So she went from him and shut the door upon herself and upon her sons who brought the vessels to her and she poured out. And it came to pass when the vessels were full that she said unto her son, bring me yet a vessel. Then he said unto her, there's not a vessel more and the oil stayed. Very sad. Then she came and told the man of God and said, and he said, Go sell the oil and pay thy debts and leave thou and thy children of the rest. So, what was our strategy towards entering into fullness that capacity came to deal with what was our debt and even to live for the rest of our life as this text says? Number one. She went to the prophet and cried. In the kingdom, silence is not really allowed. Silence, you can be quiet about certain issues, but when it comes to <laughs> getting a solution, please cry out unto God, not really unto man, because in this place, Elijah represented God. So she came to a point in her life that she was ready to travel until instruction came. Number two. When the instruction came, it involved an increase of capacity. And a requirement of growth. That's why Elisha said to her, go and borrow vessels. When God, when you cry out to God for a miracle, when you cry out to God for more, when you cry out to God for something, God would 
demand an increase of capacity from you and sometimes emergency growth. What do I mean? When you need more, God may begin to ask you that, oh, this is your 15 minutes prayer. I can no longer do it though. <laughs> it's time for you to stretch more to 30. This is your giving level for this amount of prosperity that you are seeking for. <clears throat> you need to probably sacrifice more. Are you understanding what I'm saying? So, when she cried out, instruction came that there must be an increase of capacity. So, what I do alone in the house of God was just to clean the floor. But because I cried out to him, instruction came that, no, no, no. It can't be cleaning the floor alone. No, you need to handle technical. There must be increase of capacity. Look out for increase of capacity because it is the bigger the container the bigger what is coming inside that will stay in the container so there was a demand for an increase number three the instruction also said shut the door we've spoken about the importance of the secret place there are many things that you will do that you might not need to explain. Because it's an instruction from God. Shut the door. And what are you doing in the, the shutting the door? Jesus Christ explained it. He said, when ye pray to your father, what do you do? Shut the door. And your father, who is in secret, and sees you in secret, how will he reward you? Openly. So, I have cried unto him, instruction has come what is the next thing for me to do not testimony it's not yet testimony time it's not yet evangelizing the activity it is that I go back to prayer this is the problem with people you see something happened and I will still talk more about it on Sunday because I will be teaching on prayer on Sunday something happened a prophecy came for someone and I know it's not, not that I was with the person, but I know. I'm trying to say this. You know, sometimes you want to say something, the Holy Spirit will help you arrange it. How can I explain it? Okay, let me use a literal object. A word came for a lady in church. She wanted fun. And somebody who didn't know her from anywhere came and said, Ah, God said he will give you final. And I remember this. I said, Amen! That was the end. Of, that was the end of the prayer meeting of the, I know that since that day, because I'm the one that will always remind me, can you remember what this person said? So, I remember. Ah, but that is not how you, the, the first blessing is that when you cried, a word came. When the word comes, it does not become testimony. It's not amen. You receive the word. You don't even need to say amen. Receive it. Eh, he said that. The next day, you begin a fast. Until what has been said begins to happen. So, she didn't just hear the instruction. She made sure also she returned to the secret place and shut the door. In the place of prayer again. So, what I look for when I first pray to God is for a word. When I receive the word, I now start praying on the word again until it becomes manifestation. 
So she shut the door and while in the secret, she began to pour. Galatians chapter 4 verse 19 to 20. Galatians chapter 4 19 to 20 says, My little children for whom I again in the pains of labor that's the place of prayer. In the pains of labor, I like how this place puts it. King James says, whom I travel in bath. That's how a Christian's life is. It's like I'm giving bath. I don't know how it is, but I know they used to do, mm. nobody travels like this. Mm. Mm. Abi? <laughs> Mommy pastor, is it? Mm. It's mm. <laughs> Travel. It says until Christ be fully formed. I travel until the fullness arrives. Until I see what God said concerning me fulfilled. And I didn't really like the way Paul ended it. Ah, he said, how I wish that I was with you. So that I can change my tone. So that I can know my display, so that I can show you my displeasure because I'm surprised I'm traveling so much to bat something in you, but you yourself that we are traveling for, you're not even doing it. I'm surprised at your reaction. That's the way God feels sometimes about many of us. I'm exposing you to the secret, the mysteries that can change your life, and the way you are taking it is just sad. And Paul said, I'm just perplexed, I'm just sad about how you are reacting to this. But not this woman. She received the word. She entered into it, increased her capacity, made more room in her spirit, shut the door, and then began to pour. As I conclude tonight, what is God saying exactly to us? God is calling us to begin to rise as sons and daughters in this kingdom. To come into fullness. To come into full stature. That we may be strong enough to roar at the stubborn enemies at the gate. How many of us have watched Lion King? Lion King. Can you remember when Simba was roaring? Can you remember? I think it was with the hyenas. You can remember. And Simba was trying to be strong. I was doing rah, rah. And the hyenas were laughing. That see this, see this small rat. Because food, Simba had not yet entered fullness. But as Simba was doing his small rah, what happened? What's the name of that his father? Huh? I wish those little people were around. They would have answered. So we don't know the name of Simba's father. That's how Simba's father just came and roared. Immediately, the hyenas ran away. That's somebody that has entered into fullness. Many of us confronting the enemies because we have not entered into fullness. We are roaring and they cannot hear the voice and he's laughing. The little cup could not make any impact until the father in the fullness came. God has placed you in your family for a purpose. God has placed you in your church for a purpose. 
you are not a Nigerian by accident. If you don't enter into your fullness in time, you are delaying kingdom agenda. Your growth stagnancy is injuring things that can be. Jesus came into his fullness and he said, he said, if I be lifted up, he said, automatically I will begin to draw all men to myself. And that happened. He was lifted up and all men began to come. Which one is your own? What is the spiritual meter saying about where you are? And what is it saying about where you are supposed to be? When last did you stand upon the scales of heaven? And what is he reading? A man once stood upon the scales and he told him, Take care. He says, You have been weighed upon the scales and your life has been found deficient. If your cloud be heavy with rain, then it will pour upon the earth. God is calling you tonight and he's saying that there is fullness available. Let me fill you. My prayer for us tonight is that as we have cried unto God and I'm praying and trusting God that we cried from the bottom of our heart that the almighty God will find it in his mercy to fill us to spiritual overflow in the name of Jesus. Why not close your eyes quickly and just talk to the almighty God and say to him, I'm ready for your word. I'm ready for the increase of capacity. I'm ready to pour. Fill me up. Fill me up. Fill me up, Jesus. Fill me up. Fill me up. Fill me up. Don't let me be empty. I refuse to be empty. Empty of power. Empty of life. I refuse to be delaying kingdom agenda. The price that it will take me to rise in capacity. Show me and tell me what to do and I will follow you. Lead me on, oh God, and I will run after you. I refuse to waste kingdom time. I refuse to waste opportunities that you are giving to me. I open myself up and I'm saying, Father, whatever you will have me do, I'm ready. I'm sorry for how long I have delayed the movement of vehicles. The souls of men entering my car. And because I refuse to scream out loud enough, I refuse to travel. I wasn't filled. Tonight I come to the throne of mercy. And I say, Lord, I'm ready. I open up myself to you, Father. And I say, Father, fill me up. Let that be your cry tonight fill me. Even yet again, fill, fill me, Father. 